Welcome to Not Sure This Matters with Matt Nolan and Miranda Mast. Hi, Matt. I'm feeling like a little like nervous because we haven't recorded a podcast in so long. Uh-huh. And this being our penultimate episode, I feel like the pressure's on. A week. We haven't recorded a podcast in a week. Yeah, a week. That's yeah. a long time. We're doing it like <laughs> bi-weekly. I, you know, bi-weekly is one of those words. I think it actually means both, right? It can mean twice a week or every other. Or every other, yeah. How is that How is that the thing? That's not fair. I know. Like you, if you were having someone do something for you bi-weekly, it could be, or asking for a price for something yeah. bi-weekly, like you could see how there'd be like real, like genuine confusion. It is confusing. Yeah. And are we, are we right that it could mean both? I feel like we are. Let's fact check it. Might as well throw on the intro music at the same time. So, right, that you could do something twice a week or you could do it every other week. It's bi-weekly. I agree. So, Christmas has come and gone, sadly. And are are you a Seinfeld fan? I know it. Okay. So, there's an episode of Seinfeld where George, one of the main characters, is at a pizza restaurant, takeout pizza, whatever. He's like at the counter and he wants to leave a tip. And... He puts the money, there's a jar, uh-huh. he puts the money in the jar, but nobody sees him do it, okay? I've seen this episode. All right, so he like <laughs> takes it out because he wants to put it back in so people can see him. Right. Out, and it turns in and, and you know, madness ensues. And it's a good episode, and it's like, it's cringeworthy, but you kind of get it, or at least I kind of get sure. it. Sure. So, it being Christmas, we actually talked about this with Mike Deacon, I wanted to tip my mailman. And so I put... We're new to the neighborhood. I'm pretty sure I know who the na- the mailman is, mail person. I don't know his name or anything, but I, I'm not even positive I would recognize him. But regardless, I'm never home when the mail gets delivered. Uh-huh. So I p- took a $50 bill, I put it in a plastic baggie, and I put it like flapped inside of my mailbox with the note that says, Merry Christmas for the mailman. Okay. okay? The baggie's gone. I don't actually know that the mailman took the $50. Else would be in your mail in your mailbox. Another mail person, you know, they're not regular, right? Because oh. what if someone filled in? Oh, I think that the mailman community has like, I think they pass it along to the regular. That's my question. Yeah, so I if really it wasn't the guy, yeah. would the fill in take it and say, "Hey, buddy," because do they know who the other person is? Yeah, they're like covering a shift. I uh, think they would. To- I think it definitely got in the hands of whoever it should have gotten in. And there's no. So I guess my question is very George Costanza ish. Do I ask the mailman, but like kind of like subtextually, I'm like, hey, I hope you had a great Christmas. Sorry I didn't get a chance to see you. Did you get my money? No, no, Matt. Let it go? The answer is no. But I'm dying to know. But Maybe. good but good for you and good, I guess, society to think that the mailman person community is, is uh, doing the right thing. I think if they bump into you in person, they would say thanks. So I do too. That's my point. But what if they don't? Does that mean they didn't get it? I don't know. It's they, they go to a lot of houses. It's hard to keep it on okay. the street. You give $50 to somebody. At least you think you do. But you don't actually physically give it to them. You see this person a week later mm-hmm. and they don't acknowledge it. Are you telling me there's not the smallest bit of doubt that said person receives said money? I guess. But like, if you say, like, hey, did you get my my Christmas? Super tacky. That's, ta- uh, that's, that's right. like I'm looking then, for him well, to say thank you. Right. And then they're like, yeah, oh, I did. Thank you. Sorry. Awkward. Right. Not, I'm out on that. I, I don't want to do that. I just want to know if this person got it. Yeah. But you're saying it's better to assume that they got it. I believe and that move it on. went where it went. Yeah. Right. Especially it being Christmas. I, ha- I have a tip fact check. You want it? Like you got, fact check away. 
<laughs> Delivery dinner tip standards. Ooh, excellent. Okay. Our, our buddy Dan Remus chimed in on our Instagram page. Oh, about, what did he say? He said he typically got, he said $5 was standard uh-huh. for a, a delivery. Anything above that was awesome. And he did get paid a regular, like more than a, a server. Got it. So they're saying like 15% before tax is pretty average, but that you don't really want to go less than five bucks. So if your order was smaller than 15% would be less than $5, you should still just give them the fiver. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. So minimum five. So if I'm if I'm nearing 20%, I'm 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 doing a little bit more. Right. And it's funny, like I I don't know. I feel like back in the day you would get like a pizza pie and it would be twenty dollars. I just feel like deliveries nowadays, like you're kind of getting a lot of food. Like it's like a you, like the num the total that you spend. Yeah, you're on not that getting food, one large pizza, one right. large moats. Yeah, it's not ends happening. up being yeah. like could, it could add up. But like, is is them carrying a bigger bag like more work or I, yeah. worthy of more money? It's hard to know. And then Does, oh, and they said to take into consideration the weather. Like if it's if they're coming out in the snowstorm, bringing if you're food, getting delivery because it's yeah. a lightning storm, they, right. they they hit the guy off. That makes sense to me too. Uh-huh. I like you that. just said back in the day. Yeah, I feel like that's like a, a generational thing. That that's such a good phrase that we just say. I think we say it. Yeah. <laughs> I got into a, a deep dive discussion about generations. Like, are we Generation X versus? Mm-hmm. And but we've talked about it before. But my brother is. I thought Generation X preceded us, but I think it's after us. It is just a little bit. We're like in betweeners. Yeah. We're like kind of like millennials. But I don't like being dubbed a millennial. Um, I find it offensive. My mom, my grandmother used to like volunteer and she would go to an elementary school and do like reading. Yeah. And they would like ask her questions and they would they would say, excuse me, Mrs. Haynes, in the olden days. And they would like ask her about her life. And she thought it was the funniest thing. Make her feel like a dinosaur. But, like, so back in the days a little more. Back like, in the days better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I moved recently onto this street and I my morning routine is somewhat established at this point. Okay. It involves me drinking coffee in my living room, in the dark, gathering my thoughts around five o'clock in the morning. Okay. (laughs) Why is it dark, Matt? I don't want the lights to like wake the kids up or I don't know. Like it just seems more peaceful to me. Okay. Just so everyone knows at 5 a.m. here in Connecticut, it's like pitch black. It's dark. yeah. Yeah. It's like still nighttime. I do my thing. I have my cup. I like two cups before I... I leave, go out the door. But I like my second cup after I've showered and now like the family is sort of alive. Cream and sugar? I do whatever milk the kids drink, which uh-huh. is like 1% or 2% and like a little bit of sugar, yeah. Okay. Every morning, almost on the dot at 6.30, a red pickup truck drives down my street and he has the dual muffler. I think you've mentioned this fella before. I might, I maybe I have. Uh huh. I've reached my point where I want to actively search out this guy's house and park in front of his house every single morning and do something obnoxious. I need to know who this person thinks they are. So he's headed to work around six a.m. You'd say it's between. It's like six thirty on the dot, and he drives a red pickup truck. That's right. And he's not Thayer Smith. He's not there. Okay. There does get up to like ten. And so, he, and so he he's in construction. He's in the north, some kind of early. Presumably. And we think he's using Millbrook as a cut through. We we I know he doesn't live on Millbrook. Um. What it's it's so uh, it the it's the bigger picture. 
this guy, when he purchased his vehicle, was like, I want to be cool and make my, my shitty little pickup truck make a lot of noise so people know I'm coming. So they don't have mufflers on them? They have extended mufflers. They're like bigger so that more air comes out. Yeah, That's it's, really, it's atrocious. It's atrocious. I hate it. It's super trashy. But this guy, okay, so for whatever reason he's attracted to this thing. And he's having no consequence whatsoever. It's not right. <laughs> And, and it's it's it, it's loud. It like it's it's loud. He I hear him turn down the street. So I guess my point is one. He made the decision to buy this truck to look to be attention seeking, so people would watch him drive around with his tinted windows and his cracked fucking rear view. Okay, but now he's disrupting my serenity. What'd you do there? I don't know. That was fucking whack. It's it's like no, it's noise pollution. So we live um, on Ridge Road, and like probably two blocks down, there's a fire station. And if if there's like a and like so off if they're in the middle of the night or late at night, if the fire truck has to go out, well, like we can see them pull out, and they'll they'll turn their lights on, but they won't do their sirens. Like they like have this understanding that they're like in they're in, in like a, a neighborhood. neighborhood yeah. And we watch them like, you know, go at like a pretty fast speed down Ridge Road in the middle of the night with like the lights going. But like they've made this conscious decision that they're not going to like wake up like children. Yeah, it's courteous. (laughs) And this guy's an asshole. Yeah. And he could, there's other ways to get where I assume he's going, which is the Merritt Parkway. And he's driving through a really designated residential neighborhood. Okay, so let's play it out. So So you would wake up and you'd have your coffee and instead of just sitting in the dark, you would walk out front and you would just patiently wait there in front of your house. No, I want to follow the guy. And then as you I want to find out where he's coming from. You could like wave him down. No, I want to go to his house. But you I want to reciprocate. But you wouldn't know where he was coming from. You could only find out where he was going. I'd have to backtrack. Hold on, you'd have you'd like so you'd so, so, I'd, you'd, so you'd I would start at car. my corner. Or you'd be waiting in your car. Yeah, and the first day I'd start at my corner, so I'd see which direction he turned from. Uh-huh. Then the next day I could go the next block down and see which how far he comes. I, he must be a neighborhood guy. It only makes sense if he lives in the neighborhood, <laughs> right. Because it's it's every single day. And like as you're, and what's he gonna and say? You, and you always, and you when know what, I, the amount that we like drive around the, that area. I do you like? Do you think you look in driveways for red pickups? Kind Absolutely, of? I think I know where he lives. <laughs> I, I want I want to I want to look this person in the face and say, "Excuse me, sir or madam. I don't know that it's not a woman. Right? You chose this car because it's loud. Correct? Why do you choose to take a residential street to cut through to simplify your life when you're the one that wants attention? Why do you have to do it and disrupt everybody else? Why? Who do you think you are? And I just want an honest answer. And maybe he or she has like a really legitimate reason no, for being a douchebag, but I'm going to suppose reason. that they don't. Yeah. And I want to get to the root of it, and like, I want to punish them. Take a different street, man. Take take a street that's more more conducive loud to loud noises. Yeah. I was listening to the Dax Shepard podcast, and Jerry Seinfeld was like the guest. So getting some celebs these days. On Dak Shepard? Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like having Cam on or Sean. I mean, <laughs> some podcasts are bigger than others. Jerry Seinfeld, it was really interesting, by the way. And he was only, he's like, he's really a strange fella. Um, but I noticed that he and I share a lot of the same sort of neuroses. I think people like him or like me, it's kind of overthink everything to death. And one thing that he said, which was super interesting, was, one of the questions he was asked was like, do you make time to watch football? Like, what do you do for fun? 
and he's like, you know, it's a really interesting when people say that they make time for to do stuff that they enjoy doing. I don't make time for anything. I wanted to do it, so I do it. It's not like I'm carving out time to enjoy my life. I just try to enjoy my life. Uh-huh. It was like rather than identifying how he broke up his day as if he as if it were mandated, right? He wasn't saying like I have a responsibility to fulfill 20 minutes of leisure and 30 minutes of work and 10 minutes of family. He's like, I just do what I want to do. And if other people don't like it, too bad. Now, he's a billionaire, so I, I think he has a little more latitude than us. But I thought it was incredibly interesting to say, I need to stop nominating the, like how I how I uh, spend my time. Uh-huh, divvy like, it up. Yeah, and like I should just live my life. He's a millionaire. I mean, he's a billionaire, so he... I assume he's a billionaire. Right, he can like... Right, he has more control over what he wants to do, but he's still like, I'm sure, like busy and still in the industry. Yep. Well, yeah, and, like, hard working out to him and all yep. that stuff too. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't really think about like other than being at work. Like, uh-huh. however you choose to spend your time. By saying that I carve out time, it means that I'm doing. It's like the implication is that you're going either. Is that you're like bad at life and you need to like put like. Put time into it, or that there's a there's a there's a preordained syllabus for what you should and shouldn't be doing, Mm. and and who the who the heck are people to say what I should and should be doing with my time? Yeah, and for someone like me that's incredibly self conscious, I need to get on that bandwagon. It's me time. I I thought so. The interview itself was really good. One thing he happened to say, colloquially, he was just talking. He was talking about being at I forget a movie theater or a comedy show, whatever it was, and he said he was standing online to get a ticket. Uh huh. And I said, well, that's interesting. I would say I was standing. In line. In line. And the British would say in the queue. Okay. We've done this before where I've asked you being from Sojo, like (laughs) what kind of stuff you say different, but also just different words people say differently. And I find that interesting. Where's he from from? I got to assume. New York? Yeah. Like Uh Long Island or something. Um but it led me again down the path of let me look up words that people say differently. Yeah. And we've done this before. So these are new words. But some of them, I know you're going to say wrong. So it'll be fun for everybody. Wrong is an interesting way to describe it. Differently. Differently, <laughs> differently sounds better. I should have said differently. Good on you. E-G-G. Egg. B-A-G-L. But for LA, they say eggies. Okay. Do you Ugh. say eggies? Ugh. Ugh. No. God, no. <laughs> B-A-G-E-L. Bagel. Ba- bagel. It, it's like notoriously South Jersey thing. A big. And we have actually very good bagels. Bagel. <laughs> bagel. I-R-O-N. Iron? Like I iron my shirt. N-E-V-A-D-A. Nevada? So I think people from there say Nevada. Oh, yeah, they do. Yeah. I say Nevada. So do I. N E W O R L E A N S. New Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans. (laughs) I think I say New Orleans. I say New Orleans. I think that's how they say it. Which part? Which one? Me or you? Your way. Differently. Or right. (laughs) C A R I. Oh, see, I I scribbled here, so I got to think of how to spell this. C A R R I B E A N. Caribbean. Or Caribbean. Caribbean, yeah. I say Caribbean. Pirates of the Caribbean. So I say Pirates of the Caribbean too, but that's how it was broadcast to us. But if I but if like I had friends going on vacation, I'd be like, Are you going down to the Caribbean? 
Yeah. But if I was watching Jack Sparrow, uh-huh. I'd say Pirates of the Caribbean. La- the British say laboratory, laboratory. They also say advertisement. I know. I love Fucking it. Fucking British people. <laughs> well, my sister-in-law's here from Australia, and in a perfect world, we'd get them on the pod while they were here, but I can't, I, like, I, I that stuff is so fascinating to me. I'm like, I'm like, so what? What holidays do you get that we don't get here? You know, like for time off. Right. What's your life like? Yeah, because there's just a normal dude. Right. All we know is Bluey. That's right. A L M O N D. Almond. G R O C E R Y. How do you say almond different? Almond. 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 Or almond. I think we're saying the same. <laughs> no way. Do you use the L? Almond. 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 You don't say you don't use the L. Okay. You say almond. It's a nut. We're talking almond. about a nut, right? Yeah. Okay. Sometimes you feel like an almond. G R O C E R Y. Grocery. Grocery? Grocery. Grocery store. Grocery yeah. bag. So you do two, cart. two syllables. What do you say? Grocery. Three. Oh. Yeah. Sophisticated. <laughs> M U S E U M. I'm having a hard time spelling it. M U S E U M. Museum. Yeah. What do other people say? Museum. Museum. Three syllables. Oh. Museum. Apparently, I say New Haven wrong. Yeah. What is it? New, New Haven. Haven. New Haven. New Haven. New Haven. Right. You enunciate the latter, not the former. New Haven. And versus some people say New Haven. And it fucking drives me crazy. Right. A-D-U-L-T. We're almost done, folks. Adult. Adult. Oh, you don't say adult. I could if I wanted to. <laughs> adult films. Yeah. R-O-O-F. Roof. The, we are currently getting a roof done here in the office. Just so Some might say rough. Yeah, but that's the silly. That is so silly. G-E-T. Get. My wife says get. Because she's from Texas? She is. Last one. Okay. E N V E L O P E. I say envelope. Okay. Do you say envelope? Envelope. I think I say envelope. I just stuffed all those envelopes. Go grab me an envelope. Ooh. I think it might depend on my audience. I definitely changed, like, do you, what about M A T U R E? Mature? Yeah. Yeah, I don't ever say mature. Mature? Yeah, my dad does it. And it's so, it's, he does it so deliberately. With a cigar. Definitely with a cigar. <laughs> There's a um, a golf thing on, and and basically it's it's like a you know called video. Of, what do you call it when you're like, people are competing on TV? You know, a reality like, show. Reality show. There's a golf reality show. Yeah, but th- it's old. It's called Big Break. Okay. What's it on? Golf Channel. Oh. It's it's old. So Tony Fee now, who's like a really prolific golfer on the I PGA Tour, is. was won the Big Break. And that's how it became famous? Yeah. Oh. Anyway, I don't know if I was watching it or what I was watching made me think of that. And I thought about regular people being put under the spotlight to perform and how different that would be. Mm. And it made me think about what am I really good at? I thought, or at least that I think I'm really good at in my everyday life. Uh-huh. And would I be as good at it if I were like in the middle of a stage with a spotlight and a million people were watching me? Right. Like, do you have like the nerves to like continue your being good at something like when all eyes are on you? So riddle me this, Miranda Mast. Mm-hmm. You have to go on stage in front of a million people and do something. What would you do? 
like a podcast? So they do podcasts. <laughs> like, like really on like the, stage. They do. They'll, they'll like invite people to the Troubadour to watch the Entourage podcast just do what we're doing, mm-hmm. but in front of people. Would you be able to do that? So something I'd be good at on stage and I wouldn't be like nervous. Answer both. Okay. Would you be able to do the podcast in front of a crowd? Um, yeah, I think so. Okay. Because we like do it all the time. It's like we've had all this practice. We used to. It's been a week. Yeah. Feels weird. Um, this may not make the cut. Let's see. Uh, maybe like some yoga, like the yoga. You would do yoga. yoga in front of people? I mean, yeah, we do. So Bikram yoga, you do the same like poses every class. It's like the same. Like that's part of it, like the meditation. Okay. And so you just like, yeah, like I do it a lot. So I'd feel kind of confident to do it. Sick. Good for you. Um, why would you sing? I would be no really nervous. Way. I would be really nervous to sing. But you're not a singer. Yeah. So that makes sense to me. But uh, yeah, I wouldn't want to do that. I wouldn't sing. I'm terrible. But you've like sung on stage before. I thought you would think it was fun. Like 20 years ago. Yeah. It's so funny. So I'll run into people like, are you still singing? I'm like, no. Are you still playing Little League Baseball? What a stupid question that is. You know is. what you could do on stage? Vape. You, you, could walk, you could walk around and look at each like doorway and tell tell What handedness the right, doors? You could measure it and then tell you what in-swing or out-swing it should So be. I know you're making fun of me, but I did think like, what skill do I have? And me laying out buildings and apartments is a skill. As a contractor, right. Like watching you do a layout, because yeah. I do that a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you could do be that a tough watch, people. Though. It'd be a tough watch. You'd be like, eh. Imagine eh. an empty space here. Kitchen. This is where the bathroom would go. Yeah. yeah. It's it's hard, but it is harder than people might think. Oh, for sure. It takes like an eye to do it. And I, it's always like, it's like, what's interesting in how we do it is that we're doing it for these like rental properties usually. So you're doing it for this like client that doesn't even exist yet. Yeah. It's not like this is your like friend or your mom or your this human that's paying you money. Like you were doing it for we're like for the good of all kind. Like whoever may end up living here, we will make sure that you have plenty of room. That to your get. bathroom is big enough. Yeah. Right. I do think it's cool though that we've left. We will have left our footprint on the city of New Haven. 20, 30 years from now, they're not going to redo any of those apartments for that long because they're all brand new at this point. Yeah, that is neat. I was at the gym and lastly, and then we'll cut it. Um, and I got, I, I get this feeling every once in a while, but I was at the gym and I saw a, a woman in the secluded area with the personal trainer. Mm. And it looked like maybe she had just started or, you know, she was working on her body and all that good stuff. And it was great. And I said to myself, I was like, oh, that's really good for her. Good, you know, like I don't, I have a hard time putting myself out there and that's what she's doing. And, and that must take a lot of guts and good for her for doing that. Okay. I get that same feeling. Do you ever like drive down the street and you'll see somebody running, but they're not, they don't look like a runner and you're like, fuck. Like good for them. But good for them, I right? I know. That they're like, they, they like decided to like include some kind of like activity into their new life and like it's just... Right. That ultimately is going to benefit them. Yeah. And it, so I, I was reflecting more. So I just celebrated eight years of sobriety on the 26th of December. Congratulations. Thank you. And it's like, it's like probably the biggest day of my year. Not, not to celebrate, but just to reflect. Yeah. And what I've noticed about myself is, and I think people like this are, people are like this generally speaking, when you're happy, you're content, you sort of, I, I'll talk about myself, I sort of stagnate. You know, there's no reason for me to throw a lot of wrenches in the in my operation. Work is different, right? Work fluctuates. But, but you know, my, my day, my life is pretty sh- structured. 
and I don't put myself out there a lot. But eight years ago, I changed my life so dramatically. And look, look at the beautiful consequences that it's yielded or, or rewards that it's brought me. Sure. And when I think about that woman at the gym or the person running down the street that's never run before, it takes a lot of guts to put yourself out there and make ourselves better. And to do like something <clears throat> yeah, different than what you have been doing. If you're the type of person that's never run, but you're running around your block every day, good for you. And if you're the type of person who doesn't run around the block, but should be, get your ass out the front door because it could change your life and I could change mine. And sometimes I need to remember that. Till next time. Till next time.